I'm Sarah Myerskoff and this is the Insurance Brokers Podcast where we're talking to the personalities and the businesses that sit behind our industry. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe on your chosen podcast streaming platform. Good morning, Adrian. Thank you very much for joining me again on the Insurance Brokers Podcast. As always, it's wonderful to have you here. Hi, Sarah. Uh, It's great to join you as always. So today we are sort of doing an update to a previous podcast we've done, which is something that you guys do regularly at Ecclesiastical. And we're talking about the mental health and well-being survey uh, and the results of that you guys have just done. Do you want to give me an overview about um, for people that hasn't haven't listened to the previous podcast about what that survey is, why you do it uh, and, and what's come out of 2022? Yeah, sure, of course. I mean, it has been a 12 months since we would have done one of these um, because it's an annual survey. Um, so for five years now, we've done a, a broker broker wellbeing survey. Um, it's uh, it's typically goes out into the field August, September time. Um, and we had our results uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, so the great thing about having some longevity now, um, five years, uh, is that we've got some real comparisons and we can see what you know that that general broker market how the shifts are in terms of um you know well everything relating to well-being what's getting better what's getting worse you know what are the general perceptions and um yeah it's it's now proving to give us a kind of sort of a, a real wealth of insight um and maybe today we might talk about perhaps some of the contradictions that are coming through in some of the results I think that would be fabulous. And and uh, having had a, an offline chat, I'm, I'm really interested to see where this conversation is going to go. And I'm also hoping that people listening, um, if you've got something you'd like to add to it, we would love to hear it. So make sure you do get in touch if you'd like to um, to add your two pence to the contradictions. Before we go into um, the details of the 2022 survey, can you tell me a little bit about the um, the the aim behind starting? five years ago what 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 was it that you wanted to build within ecclesiastical so i i think if we roll back all, all those all those years we were um aware of very aware of this you know increasing uh, importance of supporting our colleagues um and then that got us thinking about well actually how were what's the level of awareness about about mental well-being um and how are brokers being supported what you know we couldn't see anything really that was um providing a a, a benchmark or any insight into that um we've produced over that time we've, we've produced a quite a wealth of material uh different um different webinars um we've worked with mental health in business and and we continue to work with mental health in business today um we've um, we, we've there's a whole host of stuff and most of that material um if anybody's listening they can find that uh, through our uh, through our website it's all it all sort of lives on and it's all there but it was it was really yeah it was really to get that sense of right how are brokers really feeling about their own mental well-being how supported they are and what and and then and then I think if I'm honest you know when we got to second year it was like actually if we could if we we could get some we could create some sort of trend analysis here and we could we could get if we can if we can get some consistency with how we go about doing this um this could then start to add value in outer years and you know five years in I think it really is and you could not possibly have foreseen the last five years that oh, 
that's happened, if there's a time to have, have done these kind of benchmarks and surveys, the last five years has been it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that, you know, that's uh, probably one of the one of the upsides of all the downsides of the last few years, right? It is. I'm quite I'd be really interested, actually, to see uh, the analysis over the last five years to see if you can almost see the you know, the, the COVID era. I'm talking specifically 2020, not you know the 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 the, the post covid era but I, it'd be really interesting to see um what kind of trends you're finding can you can you give me an overview of what um what you're looking at sort of the broad themes that you've been pulling out over the last 5 years yeah i mean maybe i could maybe i could do that by um sharing with you some of the some of the things that that we've seen this time coming through and how they compare how they particularly compare to last time you make a really good point about the impacts of covid in the covid years um and 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 of course we asked some specific questions through that period of time and and i think it's fair to say that because the um because that was such a big issue and everybody was so kind of focused and caught up in that it 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 it, it dragged some of the focus away from other areas so you know the scores around you know how how concerned are you or um how how stressed are you directly by by covid um clearly was off the scale when we did it in 2020 and it's uh, but this year is almost you know we've kept the question in there but it it is a very it's actually now at a very low level what we really see is that um stress and stress and anxiety with brokers has continued to rise um, and we've seen four consecutive years of stress and anxiety um, being reported as, as, as increasing. We've got record numbers of brokers this time um, actually saying they are overwhelmed. You know, they're overwhelmed by the demands that, 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 that are being placed on them. Um, but that's, that's balanced in some way by, you know, three quarters of brokers that have responded are saying that they think their firms are really committed to to improving well-being, um, and and those firms are doing more than they've ever been doing. So that's another trend we've seen. We've seen brokerages doing more to support their colleagues year on year on year. So we've got this um, got this slight contradiction there that despite doing more, people still feel more stressed. They still feel more anxious, and they're reporting that um, in the in the survey results. the The top three the top three uh, causes workload that's right up there. Um, regulation pretty high, um, and customer customer demand. Those are the three causes main causes of this stress and anxiety that brokers are reporting. Can I ask a question? Um, in the um, sample that you've surveyed, is it a mixture of roles across brokerages? So from customer facing to sales to um, yeah. admin staff? Yeah, yeah, it's probably worth me saying actually that it, you know, it's this isn't us doing it, it's not skewed in any way. Um, this is F FWD. So we I would say just about all of the survey material that we produce, we we do in conjunction with FWD. So it'll be FWD using their um, broker research panel. So there, there'll be a spread of different sizes of business, different people in different roles, and and all completely uh, all completely independent. Do you have um, stats that show uh, gender, age groups? 
are there any that stand out as being um, more or less stressed or anxious or more or less um, uh, feeling pressure from customers or, or, or employers or whatever it might be? Yeah, um, and uh, the answer to that is yes and no. Um, we have some of that granular detail, um, but actually when, when we've looked at the results that have come back this time, we haven't broken it out in that way because there are really no differentials. I think I, I definitely remember when you and I spoke um, last year, we definitely had a conversation about, you know, diff the different impacts on different genders. Um, we haven't we haven't pulled that out this time because it's 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 as le it's less uh, it appears to be um, less prevalent this time. Uh, so and that's the reason why we've just kept it at that sort of high level. I'm, I'm not a psychologist and I sometimes wish that that's the route I'd taken because I find this fascinating. So I would be really interested to, to do, to have a conversation about, about what you think the reasons are behind the increased stress and anxiety. I think, um, look, I think those top three causes everybody can probably associate with, right? So I think increased workload with, you know, frankly, if you're a broker or if you're working in, for an insurer, you know, we have a lot of conversations with our colleagues about the increased workload. And, and a lot of that increased workload is driven by uncertainty, ultimately with clients, you know, kind of clients who are, you know, making decisions about what they want to insure, what level they want to insure for, um, you know, and, and looking at options. So I think that workload, I think we can all resonate with, we, we, you know we can all resonate with regulation right you know it's um it's we're a regulated business we, you know we work we're a regulated uh, sector um therefore it's something we have to work with but it you know it can feel and it's feeling this time based on the feedback that you know brokers feel that at the moment that regulatory demand what the regulator is looking for for uh for, from from a broker perspective it has increased has definitely increased um you know we had we had one particular comment i know when we looked at the verbatim comments from a broker who said you know I, I i love what i do i love my business but i've come to the end because of regulation um that's quite a very strong position to end up with and and it, i think it's about you know it's it's about finding a balance it's about finding a balance in there isn't it and customer customer demand, I think, is just is just that same wrapped up in that same workload. Really interestingly, just it, it just didn't quite sneak into top three. It just sat outside, and and that is staff shortages. Um, so for the first time, um, staff shortages got into the top five. Um, didn't quite get into top three, and and again, that sort of really resonates with me because you know I. I know one of our biggest areas of, of focus will be you know, recruitment and retention. And there's probably not a broker meeting that I have or a broker conversation I have that, that doesn't doesn't touch on the same issue. So I, I think the themes that come back in the those top themes and causes that come back um, absolutely resonate. And I think I, I, I'd be surprised if many people were sort of were too contradictory about those um, uh, because we can see that that external the external context. A couple of points that that I want to um, share with you and get your thoughts on. One is I saw something on LinkedIn uh, yesterday, maybe even this morning, uh, by Michelle Leach, Insurance Marketeers Group. I think she's fabulous. And she's just um, 
put a, a, a link to a podcast called Insurance and Cucumbers, uh, which I thought was a really cool, cool title. And what that was about uh, was um, the recruitment issues, bringing young, fresh talent, the variety of careers available in the insurance industry, and really trying to boost that message. So I haven't listened to the podcast yet, but I will. Um, I just I literally just scrolled and thought that was brilliant. So anybody listening, definitely go and do that and then share it because I think the the recruitment shortage is not specific to the insurance industry. There's lots of industries yeah. feeling it. I phoned my dentist earlier to change an appointment and the the message said there are no appointments this side of Christmas because of recruitment issues. Um, so I think it I think it's a huge problem. Yeah. Um, and and that obviously feeds into customer demand work workloads um, and even regulation because there's less people trying to do more things sure. but I wonder how much each of these three issues or four issues that we've touched on there's actually a bigger issue sitting behind it and you mentioned it at the beginning and it's uncertainty brought on by change because everything has changed since covid we're more virtual more digital um there's an awful lot out there about using technology to streamline processes to make things more efficient which and there's a, a very specific demographic uh, and i include myself in that that find technology quite difficult um so there's a there's a level of change and uncertainty that sit behind issues that have always been there but they just pop up in different ways and I, I wonder what you think about that yeah I I, I I well pick up on what you were saying about the podcast that you'd seen um I completely agree I think uh, the insurance industry is a brilliant brilliant sector and we do some fantastic stuff but god we really undersell ourselves don't we undersell ourselves and there's some great roles and there's some great careers to be had and yeah, I think telling that story about the industry is 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 really important. Um, so a little plug for something we did this week. Um, we uh, we ran a, a young broker training session, specific specifically aimed at bringing. And okay, these are you know these are young people that have already chosen to come into the industry, um, but specifically helping them around um, you know understanding aspects of risk management understanding what what it what the insurer lens is on the broker you know how can you how can you get a better result from your insurer relationships basically um, but yeah we're a great industry we do undersell ourselves so anything we can do to improve that absolutely um, change uncertainty yeah I think you're, you're, I think think you're right you know there's a there's a there's a really interesting contradiction at the center of our um of our survey results this time and that is i've talked about all the things that have kind of um worsened and 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 yet people are feeling feeling actually really confident about recognizing signs of of stress and well-being super confident they've got the right tools reporting an increase in being supported um they've got uh, uh, the, the reporting that for the four, fourth year on the run you know, an improvement that uh, in the attitude at work um, and commitment from employers. Yeah, the thing that's gone backwards, and this is the bit I don't understand, right? The thing that's got back, back backwards is that is that half of the people that responded to the survey don't feel able to report it at work. They don't feel able to report how they're feeling and this impact. And, and actually, that's the fourth year that that's gone up. So what's what's not working? 
because we're all I think we are all we're all talking about mental well-being more we're all providing more support there is more openness we recognize it more and the survey says we recognize it more survey says we're all getting more stressed but but why are we increasingly reluctant to talk about it I, I don't I don't really know I don't I don't have a view particularly about why it's really interesting. I was at a conference yesterday and the pre-drinks the night before we were having this conversation. It wasn't insurance industry, but it, but it was um, uh, business B2B uh, large corporates. And one of them was saying that he'd recently joined the team and they had a virtual weekly catch up. And one of the people attending the catch-up had kept their camera off and had said to this large group I'm sorry my camera's off I cannot get out of bed today I'm so low I'm so unmotivated and this guy was like whoa that's new this is this is insane um and then the conversation was talking around how generally it's more open now the the group that I was sitting with having this conversation were I think the I was probably the oldest and I'm 39 I then switched to a, a, another end of the table and I was talking to um, the MD of Brother UK and he was talking about how with the culture within his firm, he saw status as a bar to being able to be open and, and talk about all of these issues. And, and basically all of the senior team, he took their car parking space away because he realised that the car parking space that you work to get your you know two lines on this piece of tarmac was the I've made it. And I've made it through experience doesn't necessarily equate to impact and influence. And he wanted to, to kind of wipe it and to let people know that this was a much more open culture. And it was so so he did this big thing and it signaled a very big change in, in the, the culture of, of Brother UK. Um, really interesting, really interesting, um, not not contradicting, but really interesting different takes on it and a little bit at odds with the contradiction we're talking about here so is it insurance is it is it broke I wonder I'm so interested yeah, to know I don't think it I suspect it isn't unique I mean, in fact you know what I'm positive it won't be unique to mm. to the insurance sector the insurance broking sector I I, I, I don't think that will be the case at all I wonder I if financial no... services as a as a as a as a whole um has, has taken a really hard rap over the last three years you know has that helped uh, uh or, or hindered this issue i yeah look i think it could be it, it could be a contributory it could be a contributory factor i think there's i think for me there's probably a watch out and the watch out here is that um people are feeling more stressed and, and, and anxious businesses are doing more but in some way it's not landing and and not in our survey but but in in some other conversations and some other work we've been doing with with a few other groups around about mental well-being one of the bits of feedback there has been yeah do you know we get so much now there's so much material that we get access to and we get sent emails from you know hr or wherever it may, might be all the time and and it's kind of just like noise and I think there's a watch out for us always to think about think about that generic guidance, that generic work that we might all do in versus personalized support. Um, now, 
I'm quite sure what I mean by that. Um, we could, you know, but but there, there is something. There's something in like thinking like tick. We're supporting people because we're doing loads of stuff. There's loads of noise versus sitting back and saying, what do what do people really need? You know, what yeah. support do they really need? And are there some people that need need more and would benefit from more? You know, your example there of you know that's 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 somebody being very open, isn't it? Saying, do you know what? It's a real bad day for me today. Camera's off. Not even getting out of bed. That's quite a red flag, I would think, um, to that group and to that business and to that that employer. Um, how do you respond to that? Because you know the response isn't just to go back and rely on some of the yeah the generic stuff that you might be doing, is it? I don't I I, I don't think. I'm wondering, you've just said something that I think is really, really uncritical. There's a lot out there, a lot out there, and it is noise and it is tick box to some extent, and it's very general. And sometimes, and I know this personally, um, the more there is, the less right I feel to feel the way I do. Therefore, I don't want to tell people, mm. you know? So there's mm. so much and uh, that... I wonder if that has an impact here. Like my employer's doing all of the stuff. How can I possibly go and say I feel really rubbish? Yeah, yeah. That's. I'd, I'd be interested to know people's thoughts on that. And I think there's still that, you know, that 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 bit about um, maybe it's if it's a status thing. Uh, it's not about it's not about status, but about you know a hierarchical thing about you know this is the level I'm at. I can't possibly. You know, I, I can't possibly be open and honest. Um, I, I, th- I do think, and I think as an industry, I think we've still got, I think we've still got some of that. I think that's probably probably something about our demographic as a as a as a sector. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure there's an ele- an element of that, but there's some really. So I think my my summary would be, you know, there's there's stuff's not getting better; it's getting worse in terms of how stressed people are we've identified what those areas that are particularly driving it so that's that's a good area of focus for businesses to think about how can they provide more support what can they do to not not it's not always support but what can they do to manage that impact so i think that's what comes out of there there's a there's a there's a great bit about you know awareness increasing and support increasing but there's just this mismatch about you know is that really landing so i think i think for me that 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 would be you know, just just a reflection on what businesses are doing to support their their teams and their colleagues, and and are they doing the right stuff? But I think that for me, that's what you know. That's what this year's survey uh, kind of helps point towards a little bit. What is it? What what do you guys do after these results come out? What what changes are, are does ecclesiastical look to make after this type of? contradiction or survey results well i say so there's sort of two sides to that i guess there's what do we do to support our colleagues and then what do we do to continue to sort support brokers and you know we're in that same camp as lots and lots of other businesses in the you know we support our colleagues in a number of different ways they've you know everybody has got access to to different um different resources and, and different materials and uh, and and uh, and different you know webinars and what have you i think thinking about it from the what how do we use this to continue to support our brokers um well pretty much from all the time that we've been running the survey um we've we've 
we've set out to try and try and provide material in different mediums um, that that does help brokers either from an awareness point of view, bit from an education point of view, provoke a conversation point of view. I would suggest, um, you know, we've in in the last twelve months we've um, sponsored two cohorts of brokers to go through mental health first aid training um, and as part of our broker support a wider broker support program um, that's where we continue to work with uh, Claire Russell at mental health in business and, and there's webinars again that brokers can find on the website there's one still scheduled for this year to go live and and I'm confident we'll continue that into next year so the themes of those webinars the themes of that content I think is 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 how we use this research. You know, what can we take from this research that that then informs us about what might resonate best, what might provide the best support. So I think it, I, I, it's something that I see as continuing. Um, I continue to see. I, I definitely see as continuing to provide that 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 support um, in 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 the way that we can. And and then and then it's 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 kind of out there then, isn't it? Then it's down to individuals to. How they choose to consume it or not to consume it, it it's out there for you know for businesses to you know provoke a pr provoke a conversation and um you know we're, we're we're very happy to we're very happy to have a conversation about what we're what we're doing um and if that helps support any brokers in in, in any way i'd be delighted to have that conversation and that's more about what what we're doing around the subject you know not not specifically about mental mental well-being yeah I think it's fabulous what you guys do. And I think um, thinking back to our conversation this time last year about the results, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes next year. We'll have to yeah. do this again yeah. uh, uh, and, and just see see what kind of the trends are. And I think it's really important to to have the trends because you can't make changes unless you know what's what's going on. So uh, well done to the team at, at Eccles. I think you guys do a fabulous job. Um, and again, really enjoyed chatting to you this morning, Adrian. Thank you. Yeah, no, thanks for the opportunity uh, to, to talk about it. It's, uh, it's great. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Brokers podcast. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to subscribe on your chosen podcast streaming platform and check us out on YouTube.